This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. Questions like, why does everyone love to Haiti Dinah? How does Minnesota have so many Fortune 500 companies? What's the story behind Minnesota Nice? We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. Today we're headed to the produce aisle for a deep dive into apples. Namely, why are some apples more expensive than others? This is particularly true of our hometown apple, the Honeycrisp, which is delicious but has a higher price tag than its peers. Now, this is a special question for us here at Curious Minnesota because it was the top choice among people who stopped to vote in our Curious Minnesota poll at the state fair. We spent a sweaty day there collecting nearly four votes for which question we should tackle next. It comes from reader John Welsh, who asked us to root out some answers to this crunchy mystery. When I was growing up, my generation, I'm in my 50s, apples were basically just Red Delicious and maybe Granny Smith, but you just didn't have a lot of options. And Red Delicious were just, just terrible apples. And so I just was not really into apples as a child or even growing up. So when Honeycrisp came around in the late 90s, it kind of just opened up my eyes to apples. And so when they initially came out, you could buy them seasonally, but um, that was about it. And they were still pretty expensive. But at the time, all the press said that, oh, uh, as soon as more orchards start to grow Honeycrisp, then the prices will come down into the range of the other apples. And that just never happened. And that's why it uh, provoked my question is, you know, why are they so expensive? I'm here with John Ewalt, who wrote the story for us. He's our consumer and business reporter. So, John, let's kind of let's go back in time, set the stage here. Um, you know, why are we even talking about Honeycrisp apples? It's because it, we have a big Minnesota connection to this apple. So, what is the what is the history there? This apple was developed by the University of Minnesota, and it was released to growers in 1991, and then to consumers in the late 90s. And it was popular because it's crisp and it's juicy and it has a little bit of sweet tartness to it that consumers love. Okay, so it's developed at the University of Minnesota, and so it's been about 20 years now it's been in existence. So what is the problem? Let's get to that issue. So John here talked about the price. What is the price? Let's just, let's start with the nuts and bolts. All right, well, the the top end is about $3.99 a pound. And uh, if you were to try to buy Honeycrisp uh, at the beginning of the season, maybe in, say, July, August, you'd probably be paying that. But then as the season continues, it probably gets to a sweet spot of about $2.49 a pound. And that is really not a bad price because it's gone down about 30% from when the apple was first introduced. However, that's still a lot more than what consumers might pay for more ordinary apples like a Red Delicious, which could be as low as about $1.69 on average. I mean, are, are consumers very price conscious on things like apples and produce? I mean, is it a very price sensitive product? Always, think? yes, absolutely it is. Because, you know, you've got so many choices that a consumer can easily see. It's like like, whoa, why is Honeycrisp at $3.99 when this gala is at $1.99? Right. And so gala is, the, is sort of the star of the show these days with apples. It's number one in the country. So where where is Honeycrisp? Number three? Is that right? It's, it's at number four in, uh, in 2019. But because it's selling so well, they expect it to overtake the Granny Smith next year. So it's probably going to be number three in right. 2020. And then the other ones up there would be like Red Delicious and Granny Smith and things 
things like that? Those are the ones, yes. Okay. So you spoke with people who invented this and the people who are wholesalers for this product. What was their response to the questions about why the price is higher than other apples? The key there is that the Honeycrisp is high maintenance. And that means that, for example, there's a lot more labor involved with the Honeycrisp apple. One of those things being that when the product is grown, the yield from year to year can vary quite a bit. So farmers have to spend a lot more time trying to minimize that difference. And that extra labor, of course, adds to the cost of the apple. Another thing that's really important is that it is a thin-skinned apple. Literally. It's not It's not just like can't take criticism. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that means that uh, if it's thin-skinned, when it's shipped and moved and, and bumped around, it can cause a lot of problems. And so there's a, a fair amount amount of those apples, a fair number of those apples, that simply can't be sold as a whole apple and has to be done with something else. And this is where we get this term pack rate, right? Like P-A-C-K rate. And so the pack rate on, what's a normal pack rate? Normal pack rate would be about 90 to 95 percent. That means that 95 percent of those apples can be sold as whole apples, and the rest would go into juicing. Compare that to a Honeycrisp, and a Honeycrisp can only get about maybe 65 percent pack rate, which means that, you know, that's a lot of apples that are being juiced, and farmers don't like that because every time all those apples goes to to juicing, they only make about 10 percent of what they can make if they were to sell it as a whole apple. Okay. And you may have already alluded to this, but it also has a, it grows like every other season or something like that? Yes, it grows every other season. And the, the thing that makes it such a difficult apple is that because it's so thin-skinned, the stem of the apple has to be clipped by the pickers. And so normally you would pick with both hands or maybe you can even do it by machine. But with this apple, you have to pick with one hand and then you have to slice off the stem with another. And that takes a lot more labor. Okay. So for a while, the University of Minnesota was making royalties off of this. And I thought it was an interesting tidbit in your story. You mentioned that this is the third most profitable invention for the U. The most profitable were an HIV drug and a uh, a drug to protect against pig disease, a certain kind of pig disease. So this was number three. So are these royalties part of the answer? Or, and what were they? And have they gone away at this point? It was never a big part of the answer. No. I mean, a lot of people have that misconception that it's, oh, because of the patents and the royalties. That's what really drives up the price of the apple. The, the U has made $16.5 million from this apple, which considering the size of the, uh, of the sales, that's really not all that significant. And the only amount that the U got from growers was a dollar and a quarter per tree. So that's really not that much to add up to the price of the Honeycrisp. And so are, the, are they still getting that? They are in some countries. It, the patent has expired in the U.S. and Canada, but it's still uh, in place in, in Europe and New Zealand and Chile. Okay. And so, and the University of Minnesota has developed other, at least one other apple, the Sweet Tango apple that was more recently went on shelves in 2009. So is that going to rise? Honeycrisp, or where where is that in the in the ball game here? It's a good apple, but uh, it, it's not outselling the Honeycrisp at all. And uh, and I think it's probably just because consumers seem to be gravitating towards stronger tastes. And one of the things that the Honeycrisp has, and and others, is that kind of tartness, a sweet tartness. And yeah, you've got sweet tango, so you might think it is, but it's still quite a bit sweeter than the Honeycrisp. So keeping in the in the vein of strange named apples, there's the Cosmic Crisp. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's that a is, new one. This is a new apple. That may take a little bit of shine off of Honeycrisp, and it, it may actually <laughs> lower the uh, Honeycrisp price because uh, it is so popular and it has a lot of really good qualities. It doesn't have all of the issues with the pack rate that uh, the Honeycrisp does, and plus it's even a little bit tarter and juicier than the Honeycrisp. So that is an apple that you buy pretty much at the end of the season. So you'll start to see it a lot in uh, in December, and it has great qualities. Like for example, it's really hard to brew. And so it can and it can last a long, long time. And if you cut it, it doesn't brown as quickly as other apples. And so that's a pretty new apple then? It is. And that came from the, where did that come from? That actually came from Washington State. And, uh, you know, the, on the high end, you know, yeah, you still might be paying about $3.99 a pound. But uh, believe me, it'll go on sale and you okay. should be able to get it for about the same. It seems like Minnesota is kind of a player in the apple game in a way that maybe other states, some other states might not be. Why us? Why Minnesota? Yeah, apples tend to like a, a cooler climate. And so Washington State, Minnesota, um, we we tend to probably have, uh, you know, fewer pests. And so you just can get a bigger crop that way. Okay. I mean, you know, and then sort of moving aside from these new, these new fun apples, uh, there's Red Delicious, which I don't know, I guess we can all give our personal opinions. I don't like Red Delicious apples. I'm not sure if a lot of people do. Why do we keep making Red Delicious apples if we have, we've, we've moved on, we've gotten better apples, right? So why? I have these around. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, Eric, because uh, I'm no I'm no fan of that apple either. And even our questioner, John Welsh, also ha- had a description for the Red Delicious that I couldn't put in print. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, you know, it's I think it's partly because it wears like iron. It's a very tough apple, so it always looks good in the stores. It's got a great red color, and I think it might really be just because it looks so good, doesn't taste so good, but it looks good. Okay, great. Well, John, thank you so much for coming in. We learned a lot today about apples, and uh, everybody should go read John's story on StarTribune.com. Thanks so much, Don. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at StarTribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis, and our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.